Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Stories are one of the most powerful forms of communication that we have. They have been told since the beginning of time, and those who are really good at telling a story can artistically weave this story that captivates the audience, leaving them sitting on the edge of their seat and clinging to every word. Stories are shared around a crackling campfire, the kitchen table. They come to life in the pages of books and newspapers. They come to life in the images of photographs and the sounds of music. They come to life on television and radio and in the movies. We hear them on podcasts and blogs and vlogs. No matter what age you are or where in the world you are from, everyone enjoys a good story. From once upon a time to it was a dark and stormy night, from conflict and suspense to surprise and love. Over the past several weeks, we have been listening to the language, to the imagery and powerful emotion of love. At its very root, Christian theology is a love story, a story of Jesus Christ. And that, my friends, is the greatest love story ever told. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Did you hear that? In this love story, not even death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Last Sunday, we heard Jesus say, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. In this simple command, we find the foundation and summary of everything in the greatest story ever told. Love. But what does that love look like? Today we enter the final week in the 50-day season of Easter that lasts through the day of Pentecost. Today, we come to this part in John's story that we heard Pastor Westermeyer read just moments ago. It is the day before Jesus' crucifixion. He is anticipating betrayal, the trial, subsequent condemnation, followed by torture, execution, and death on the cross. In this moment, Jesus is no longer speaking to his disciples. Rather, he is speaking directly to God. That, my friends, is a radical shift. Remember when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples? We hear that story on Monday, Thursday, just before Good Friday. From that moment, Jesus had been engaged in this sort of give and take with his disciples, instructing them and intentionally preparing them for his departure and their lives in his absence. 
Up to this point, the disciples have been in full participation. But now, all of that changes. And so, knowing the horror of what is to come, Jesus stops, he pauses, and he prays to God. This prayer in John is often called the high priestly prayer or Jesus' intercessory prayer. Notice he doesn't pray for himself like he does in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he prays for his disciples, both present and future. He prays that God will support, protect, and care for his friends when he is gone. He prays that they will continue to be in relationship with each other and with God. That is what love looks like. But Jesus doesn't end his prayer there. If we look ahead to verse 20, we hear the following. I ask not only on behalf of these but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. Who are all those who believe in me through their, the disciples' word? Who are they? Yeah, that's right. We are. On the night before his death, Jesus prays for us. Jesus prays for you and me. That is what love looks like. Jesus entrusts the hope and promise for the future of his followers to God in prayer. He prays that we may find God's support, encouragement, and that we may be one in fellowship, in relationship, in community with each other and with God. He prays that day in and day out that we will come face to face with the endless and powerful grace of God. That is what love looks like. Notice, in Jesus' prayer, in his prayer for you and me, he does not promise us that life will be easy, that life will be without pain, suffering, and even a pandemic. That loneliness and grief, sadness, job loss, and language, languish will be absent. Jesus knows that there will be difficult and trying times ahead for those who follow him. Hence, this prayer. 2,000 years later, We are still a people, a community for whom Jesus prays. That is what love looks like. This prayer is a beautiful reminder, especially in the wake of the past year, filled with the entire spectrum of feelings and emotions. It is a beautiful reminder that we hear in the words of Augustine, God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. That is a message we need to hear, that we are loved by God beyond measure. 
that God loves each and every one of us individually and wholly. For those of you preparing for your affirmation of baptism, for those of you who are graduating from high school or college, for those of you preparing for an empty nest or retirement, for those of you longing for a loved one in their absence, holding tightly to their memory, whatever stage you find yourself in in life today, know this. Know that God loves you as if though there were only one of you. Know that God loves you and that you will never be alone. Now that said, I know that this love may be hard to grasp or even feel when you find yourself or loved ones hurting, languishing, suffering, or gone. It is for this reason that Jesus prays for you and me and the whole community of faith. It is for this very reason that community, that being together is so important, so vital to the Christian life. It's true. God does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. That, that is grace. But as people of faith, we too are called to respond with the same grace and love for our brothers and sisters in Christ when they are grappling with life. So when darkness and sadness comes to those around us, we can support, care for, encourage, and love one another that we can pray and believe when they cannot find the words or the faith. That is what love looks like. Confirmands, those of you here and those of you joining us at home, all of you, wherever you are, remember that you are part of the greatest love story ever told. And you play a significant role Because of you, the story continues. The story continues with you. And my prayer for us today is that we, like the disciples, love as we have been loved by God, have our joy complete, and above all, know that God is with us. Know that God meets us right where we are with all that comes with it. All the emotions, all the feelings, all of those things that happen in our life. God meets us there and supports us, cares for us, forgives us, redeems us, and loves us beyond measure. My prayer is that then we can strive to fully participate in the greatest story ever told, 
so that those around us may actually catch a glimpse of God and that through our thoughts, our words, our actions, our service in our community and out into the world, people will say, that is what God's love looks like. Let it be so. Amen.